Shadow could become suspicious. Crows were making a ruckus up ahead at one of the trail's dark turnings. Something was really bothering them. Or else delighting them. It was hard to tell with the crows. The air rang with their loud, outrageous cawing, shattering the peacefulness of the morning. Pepper found crows amusing. They always seemed so much smarter to her than anyone suspected. She was convinced that they even had a sense of humor. That's because you're part crow yourself, her mother was fond of responding. That's the part of you that drives me crazy. Pepper's intense eyes and thick mop of hair were both as black as the feathers of the crows screeching and swooping through the branches ahead. She wondered what was getting them so agitated. How her mother hated crows. For crows, I swerve out of my way and try to hit them, Rose Marlino had often said, clutching the steering wheel like she meant it, back in the days when the state of Washington had trusted her with a driver's license. Grandma's little joke, whenever Rose started driving crazily, was, She's trying to hit the crows again. Mom, they're just birds. Pepper would say, they're not evil. They just do what birds naturally do. Oh, they're vicious killers, her mother would hiss. Remember how they attacked that poor little baby Robin in the backyard? Why, they pecked those little birds to death. They went at them again and again with their beaks. Oh, they ate them. She remembered the one time her grandmother had dared to oppose her mother. Grandma quietly said, Crows don't do anything human beings don't do. Her mother's cheeks had flushed red. She had glared at Grandma, who glared right back. Ah, those two. Always a little war of love raging between them. Always chewing over issues of the past. Always locked together in combat. Still guarding and hurting each other after all those years. At times, the thought of escaping from Seattle into a rigorous doctoral program in Oregon was very appealing. Pepper came around the turn, and her pace slowed nearly to a stop. Crows. The trees were full of them. The sky was full of them. Crows by the dozens. Over the ravine loomed an agitated whirlwind of flapping black feathers, what were they doing? She squinted up at them in awe. The ravine echoed with their cries. Before her swarmed a squawking cloud of wings, darting and weaving over and under each other in a complicated choreographic knot, plunging and soaring through the ear-splitting ruckus. Their dizzyingly complex flight patterns occupied her thoughts for longer than they should have. The man and his dog appeared unexpectedly. No one else was anywhere in sight. The crows were suddenly silent. She could not quite see the man's face. He froze, staring. The dog displayed a huge set of jaws, released a park-rattling bark, and lunged. Her foot came down on an uneven dip in the trail and twisted out from under her. Gone was the sky full of crows. She hit the ground, hard. The breath was knocked out of her. Suddenly, all she could see were rock chips and fur needles up close 
on the muddy trail. All she could hear was barking. She looked up as brown, hairy jaws with a giant tongue loomed over her. The dog's enormous face filled the dark morning sky. Then the man stepped into her vision, looking down at her. She was stretched out on the trail. Every bone in her body had been thoroughly rattled. The edges of sharp rocks cut into her palms, her stomach, her legs. She blinked in confusion. "'You all right?' He reached out a hand to her. "'No, I'm not all right,' she snapped, dodging any contact with his hand, getting up onto her knees, eyes bright with pain. "'Keep away from me.' That was all the farther she got before his energetic dog bounded forward, assaulting her with enthusiasm, tongue in her ear, tongue in her eye. "'Get him off me!' "'Down, Bobo, down.'